Hi there everyone, it's Andrew here from Reach. In this podcast you will hear the brilliant holiday challenge that we recorded way back at early 2021, um, around about the time of Mental Health Day and many other things. But uh, it's great, it's got some funny stories that people have sent in about holidays they went on and at the end we reveal the person who had the best story according to Teresa based on the three that me, Ash and Matt shortlist. So sit back, relax. It's quite a long one this one. Enjoy the Holiday Challenge podcast from the Reach Project Southwest CIC. And now for the enjoyment of your ear holes the Reach Podcast. Excellent. I am joined today by Matt and Ash. Hi, Matt. Hi, Ash. Hello. Otherwise Hello. known as Mash. Like the old series about uh, the Vietnam War. So just a quick fact check there on Mash. It was actually the Korean War, not the Vietnam War. Anyway, just thought I'd pop in and clear that up before anyone uh, messages us in in uh, fact rage. Have you not seen the series Mash? No. Oh, that won't make any sense to you either. But like earlier on when I talked about the Three Stooges. So the challenge section this time for the podcast is about your weird slash funny slash interesting holidays, whether that be a summer holiday, Christmas holiday, Easter holiday, any holiday, whatever holiday you had. Good, that was clear. Excellent, good. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for your input there. Uh, So we've got about 11 entries to go through this time, which is pretty good. I'm always aiming for about 10, so to have 11 is good, I think. It's going to be a day where we get like 20 or 30. Yeah, we can dream. Never know. <laughs> we can dream when the podcast becomes so popular, we get hundreds of entries. We'll be like, oh god, what do we do now? We'll have to actually pick people out of the hat. And Spend two weeks reading entries. Yes. <laughs> this podcast is four days, six hours, <laughs> <laughs> and so took six years to <laughs> took six years to edit. <laughs> but it's the best challenge we've ever done, and we'll never do another one. Right. So. Uh, we're recording on three different microphones today. Mine is uh, a little <laughs> little blue microphone, which is actually white, uh, which is in a magic box that I've just made. Amazing. Magic. And Matt and Ash are being recorded on the proper mics that we got bought for us by very generous donators, which is great. So Thank you, donators. Thank you, donators. <laughs> oh, that's right. Take the mic out of my accent. Um, Take the mic out of my accent. So Ooh, the does. accent. <laughs> that wasn't even there. What was that? That wasn't anywhere near. Oh, dear. Anyway, going into swiftly into the challenge section. Actually, you know, how are you, Matt? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. How's your thanks, day? Thanks for asking. How's your it's day uh, very week? nice that you asked because I actually have a fact. Ooh, you have a fact? Yeah, I do. Oh, let's hear your fact. Well, saying that, it's not really a fact, but... <laughs> okay. This, <laughs> you have this, something you want to This month, it's actually Mental Health Awareness Month, so mm. I just want to give a shout-out um, to all our listeners. Please, if you do not feel okay, then there's always someone to talk to. Please check up on your friends, your family, and make sure everyone is okay mentally and physically. And happy Mental Health Awareness Month to those on the autism spectrum as well. Lovely. Oh, that's a very Brilliant nice message. message Brilliant message that may or may not be out of date by the time you're hearing this. Well, I'm hoping that it but will only take mental us... Mental health is year-round. 
Yes, exactly. Mental health is all the time, but specifically this month we're being aware, more aware of it. But that's good. No, good message, Matt. Absolutely. We hope that listening to this podcast gives you a giggle. Uh, it gives us a giggle anyway, so we'll go away feeling happy. Especially if I win the challenge. Oh, no, I'm not allowed to, am I? Because I am um, one of the hosts. Oh. You'll never taste that sweet victory. I will never taste that sweet victory. And you said something else then, based on the conversation <laughs> we had earlier. <laughs> okay, carry on. So, um, you can't carry on from that. You've oh, got like. God, give me a minute. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, Ash, how are you today? Oh, yeah, I'm suddenly much better. Um, yeah. Good. I'm glad to be here recording this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Fly. <laughs> get away. Um, I'm gonna go. Now I'm going to have to edit in the noise of a fly buzzing across. Oh, dear. All the things that happen in just the recording. Just How did guys not record? No, it was um, some little fly was like right there. Don't edit in all of the sounds mentioned. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, let's not, let's not. Anyway, so what we're here for, as I've already said, is the challenge section podcast. So this will be probably now a podcast on its own as opposed to part of other bits of podcasts because uh, we're trying to do shorter, sharper, uh, more succinct podcasts to make the editing easier and to give more people more fun. Woo! Uh, you should get these more often now, and if not, blame Andrew at... <laughs> yeah, address. send your complaints. Uh, yeah, Andrew Mercer <laughs> at reachsw.co.uk. The first challenge entry we have is from Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hope you're listening. If you're not, then I've just said hello to no one. Uh, 1976, before all three of us were born. And don't look at me like that. No, I wasn't born before 1976. I wasn't going to say anything, actually. I was only born a little bit after, to be honest. For the record. For the record? I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> well, you you looked at me you immediately pointed. Oh, you didn't say, said no one knows that because they can't see. Anyway, 1976, <laughs> the summer heat real. wave. 1976, summer heat wave, and the whole family had chicken pox, which they caught from a chicken pox party sleepover. So they did it to themselves, really. They well, went. Yeah. Their parents did. They heard that other people had chicken pox, so they went to a big party. Chicken pox party. I went to one of those when I was younger. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's... That's part of the strangest thing that I've heard. Like, if you, if you get chicken pox, you, you just go to get chicken pox to get over the chicken pox. So you know, what what happens is someone in the class at school normally is the first one to get chicken pox, then a couple of others get it, and then what happens is all the mums get together and say, right, let's have a party where we just chuck all the kids in one room. So they all get chicken pox. Let them die. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Generally, as far as I know, that doesn't happen. So then you all just have chicken pox and then it's all done. You don't have it again until you get older and you have something else which is called shingles, which is not very nice. Um, point of this was why it was such a horrible summer holiday for Teresa was because was, they had chicken pox and it was a heat wave and the uncomfortableness of having chicken pox and all the heat was horrible. So it was a horrible summer holiday. I've heard that at those pox parties though, there's like quite a warm atmosphere and it sounds like there was a very warm atmosphere at this one. Yes in the heat wave of 1976. Anyway, so that is Teresa's entry. We'll move swiftly on to Charlie. Um, I'm hoping this is written in a way that you can uh, read it okay, Ash, because <laughs> it might be paraphrased slightly, so have a go. I'm going to need to take a minute to process what Andrew's written. <laughs> <laughs> Pause recording here. Okay, so Charlie went on a holiday to Mexico and visited a lovely island for the day. Um, when... 
<laughs> Charlie's entry that Andrew has so expertly transcribed. Thank you. Is that she went on a holiday to Mexico and visited a lovely island for the day. And when her and her sister returned back to her hotel room, they found two men in the room who'd been given the wrong room key. They'd looked through all of their stuff and drank all of Charlie's sister's Prosecco. No way. When asked why, they said they thought it was part of the all-inclusive deal. <laughs> what, someone else's random clothes and a bottle of Prosecco? <laughs> I think when you're drinking it out of someone's, like, um, suitcase. Yeah, named <laughs> named suitcase. <laughs> uh, poor Charlie, I mean, that must have been pretty terrifying to come home to find, you know, two ladies out, come home, two blokes in their room. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? Apparently they were very nice and they did chat and they all got on very well in the end and met, I think they, I'm sure Charlie said they met again the next day, but yeah. Happy ending. That was when they were both stereotypical policemen, wasn't it? Like, hello, hello, hello. It's all this then? Uh, yes. They, What's going on here then? I'm sure in Mexico all the policemen uh, would arrive yeah. and go, Have a hello, stereotypical hello. British accent. Yes, they'd all be British. What's going on here then? Wait. Sorry, that was my uh, Australian Cockney impression. Uh, okay, so that's a good one. I think that would not be your typical holiday experience. It would be terrifying. To suddenly come home and find strangers in your room. Terrifying. Yeah, it would be. I wouldn't know if I'd be more annoyed, though, then to find out that they'd gone through all my stuff thinking it was part of the all-inclusive deal. What sort of what sort of hotel would ever have that as an inclusive deal? The Prosecco, I understand. You might find that in your all-inclusive deal. Nice bottle of Prosecco. But bags of random clothes. You're not going to go, oh, that's nice. They've given me some clothes. Maybe the hotel that they're staying at has a dress code. When you actually actually track that back a bit, they're two guys. Not to suggest that guys shouldn't dress however they want, but two ladies' bags worth of clothes. They've gone in there and they've gone, oh, the hotel's dress code is that we as men must... Dress as ladies, okay. <laughs> like I said, nothing wrong with that, but hey. Anyway, let's move on before this gets uh, yeah confusing. So, Jack, Matt, you're on to the next one, which is JW. Yeah, so JW, or Jack W, for those listening. Um, so, his mum um, took him away on a holiday to go on trains and trams. But the problem is that she absolutely hates them. Uh, by the end, she started to to enjoy it. So she went from hating the trains and trams to yeah. actually starting to get to enjoy it. And the question she asked is, um, is she right? In, <laughs> is she right? Yeah, in, is what, she in enjoying the trains and trams or to take him away on holiday yeah. in the first but place? I, I think we've all been in that situation where you absolutely like you go somewhere because your friends go in, but you know you're not gonna like it. Yeah. And then about halfway through, you just end up sort of like, oh yeah, okay, well, I'm just gonna sort of go with it anyway. Yeah. And then you end up actually liking it. Find out you enjoy it in the end. Yeah, I like. I think it's very unselfish of uh, of mum to take him away on a trip that she's definitely pretty much gonna hate. But then actually found out she quite enjoyed it. So, so yeah, that's yeah. Good. I've, I've been on a train. I don't think I've. Never been on the tram. Uh, I've nearly been run over by a tram in Germany. That happened to me once. They, because uh, they have like trams that uh, take you around the streets on their rails, and I was walking across the rails and heard this German voice shouting at me from distance. And as I turned around, there's a tram coming towards me. I was like, Whoa. 
So yeah, I'm, I've been on them as well, but that was the problem. Is it wasn't <laughs> Which just one me. Was more enjoyable. Well, it, well, the problem is I was also trying to save my nan, who at the time was not walking very well, about eighty-two, I suppose. And she was also on the train track with the tram track with me, and we we're being shouted at. And I was like, "Nan, please walk faster. I know you can't, but please do because you're about to get hit by a tram." But luckily, the tram slowed right down for her, which was fine. Oh, I would have just picked her up. I could have done that, I suppose. That would have probably been a quicker thing to do, but uh, I didn't think of that at the time because I was just. Uh... But for the listeners, that was Andrew's story about the time he <laughs> led his nan into the way. It was about the, the time I tried tram. to get my nan run over by a tram. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. the, um, so moving yeah. on from Jackson, it's uh, Janice's entry, which I believe Andrew has. Yes, I will read this one out. This is from my mum, Janice. So, uh, when holidaying on a canal boat. Uh, when me and my sister were younger, I don't know how old my sister was, maybe seven, so I would have been about 12, 13, something like that, maybe a bit older. Uh, my dad was trying to bring the canal boat alongside to moor up, ready to go to the pub, whatever it was. And so mum and my sister jumped off the boat to help with the ropes and looking for somewhere to sort of fix it to. So they went to walk across this canal basin. They could see my dad in the distance, who was finally coming alongside, and they thought what they were stood beside was a car park. And they looked to confirm this and saw what they thought was a skip in the corner. So they walked onto this car park, which sort of had this pinky gravel surface. I know, I remember this story, so do you know what I mean? The sort of pinky gravel car parks you sometimes get? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, stepped onto what they thought was this pinky gravel <laughs> surface, and then disappeared into the canal. Basically, walked straight in, fell straight in the water because it wasn't pink gravel. It was some sort of pink lily plant that was floating perfectly on the top of the water, and it was absolutely still. And uh, yeah, just fell straight in. And they, so Mum said to my sister, "Don't breathe any water. Don't drink the water." All that sort of stuff because it's not very nice to do it. They got to the side and I then turned up, but they were fully dressed in waterproofs, boots and everything. So all the boots had filled with water. So I had to heave them out of the water and I just looked down and went, what, what are you guys doing? Which was quite amusing. But I, I looked and they said, oh, we thought it was a car park. And when we turned around and looked at what they thought was a skip, it wasn't. It was an absolutely massive, great boat floating on what was this sort of dock. We were like, how did you mistake that for a car park? And then when they got back to my dad, he was absolutely livid. <laughs> he just said to them, they're totally soaked, covered in this pink stuff. And he was like, where have you been? <laughs> we were like, oh, hang on a minute, look. let's just calm down. Swimming in the canal. <laughs> We've been swimming in the canal, exactly. We've been having a swim, an, un- an unplanned swim. So bless him. I do remember what was funny is because I was, I don't know if I was following them to find them. I think dad had said, go and find where they are. And I saw them one second, and I thought, oh, there they are. Turned to look at something else, and when I turned back, they weren't there anymore. And that must be the moment when they stepped off the side and just into the canal, because I thought, oh, there they are, I'll catch up with them. Did you not hear, like, the splash? No, I was too far away to hear that, so I just saw them, and then the next thing was like, there, and then gone. And so as I got when I got over there and saw them, like, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) So they obviously just, oh, dear throwing themselves into the river in despair. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so that's my mum's entry. Uh, and next one on the list is for Ash to read out, which will be Kevin's. This is Teresa's husband, Kevin. 
So Kevin's holiday story is as follows. He had just got to immigration for a holiday with a large group of people to go to Florida, but Kevin couldn't find his passport. Everyone else went through immigration and Kevin could not because he didn't have his passport. They had to search the aeroplane, searched all the bags because this must have been when they reached the other side. So they'd already travelled from the UK over to Florida and then he lost his passport. So they had to search the plane, search all the bags and was told he would have to speak to the British Embassy on Monday and he'd have to wait for the whole weekend in the airport. In the, airport. <laughs> um, in the end, the passport was found in between the flap on someone's backpack. Oh no, so it wasn't even that far away but they hadn't found it. Oh no. I guess, yeah, you get those backpacks, don't you, where the top flips over, it was just tucked under there. Yeah. Imagine though you having to hang around, I mean, hang around in the airport for two days, two and a half days, till you can see the, the embassy. They'd probably say, well, if you haven't got your passport, I think you can get temporary ones, I guess. I once had to wait for 13 hours in an airport, because the, yeah, well, I think it ended up being more like 23 by the time you actually added it all up, because the air company I was supposed to be flying with went bust. Well, we were told they went bust, and then we were told, no, they haven't gone bust, but the plane you were going on has broken down, so you've got to wait for another plane to go back to England, refuel, come back and get you, which is going to take X amount of hours. So I luckily met this very nice family who sort of had dinner with them and everything else, because I was just left there. I was so there with my... So you become a family's tag-along? Yeah, just tagged along with this family. It's like, yeah, you'll do. I've got, get, you, you got loads of money. You look rich. That's not what I thought at all. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so... Back to Kevin's story. <laughs> I just wonder what he felt like in that moment. <laughs> you know, you're there because that horrible feeling when yeah, you get yeah. somewhere and you haven't got the paperwork. The, the you thing is got to remain need. calm, and it if you if you haven't got anything like you know the critical stuff like your phone, your passport, anything like that, it's that brief point of panic, uh, of panic. Sorry. Yeah, moment of panic. And then, yeah. and then the panic turns to stress, and then the stress turns to anger, and then before you know it, that's you, yeah. you've had it. And that so, leads to suffering. Sorry, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda there. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you turn into the Hulk in the middle of the airport. The Fear one thing. Hate leads to anger. Anger leads to suffering. Perfect impression. Much better than mine. Love it. The one document, the one thing that you yes. absolutely could not do without, and it's the thing you lost. Yeah, the one thing you could have lost, and it was the passport. But that must have been, yeah, pretty scary. But he got through in the end, which is good. Right, Matt, I think here. we're back round to you for John H's. Yes, so this is uh, John H's um, entry. So his strangest or weirdest holiday. Uh, he was on a flight, so another flight story. So he was on a flight from Buffalo to New York and someone lit a live cat <laughs> out of a bag into the cabin. Oh no. Uh, they were later sorted out by the police. I guess they mean the people that let the cat out, not the cat. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. get the cat the to have a passport. <laughs> yeah, and the cat's like, no, I lost it, it was in my rucksack. The cat was given a stern talking to. The yeah. cat was told off, you will not be given any treats. Yeah, he, he had to stay the weekend with Kevin in immigration. He had to stay with Kevin in immigration. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's true, because they were both in America. But no, I mean, I, uh, like... 
How did they get a cat onto the plane in the first place? Must have smuggled it. Well, yeah, but well, it must be a quiet. Must cat have gone through the scanner. Being in no, pretty that's, that's like calm. I can't. I mean, none of my cats would have been happy if I'd stuffed them in so a bag. So you got to put your like suitcase through the bags, like through the little scanner thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it would just this cat going through the X-ray machine, like when you go in there, Felix, don't move. <laughs> They'll think you're a toy. And Felix is like, all right, Dad. <laughs> yeah, like just how, how did it get past that? I don't know. I don't get it at all. I mean, I suppose yeah. Well, no, because your hand luggage goes through the scanners as well, doesn't it? It's not as though you can. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know how it ended, but um, no. Well, John just said I'm they just, got sorted out. We, we I'm just more. glad that Samuel L. Jackson was on that flight too. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible film, isn't it? Gotta get these snakes off my plane. <laughs> snakes on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, get these cats off my plane. Wow! Get these cats off my plane. Like uh, like the Scooby Doo scene, isn't it? When they dress him up as a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grandma, sit down! <laughs> I just like this idea that everyone's like this cat. I bet you the cat right, got out of the bag and initially everyone was like, oh my god, there's a cat here. And then after a while, the cat probably found someone's lap and just yeah. called, jumped on, went to sleep. And they're like, oh, he's fine, leave him alone. As the cat just slept the whole way. It would have been funny if someone the was like, oh, well, cat's out of the bag. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let that cat out of the bag. Oh god, now we know everyone's secrets. Yeah. As soon as the cat came out of the bag, everyone panicked. And by the time the plane landed and the police came to sort it out, everyone wanted to keep it. So it was yeah. just the To plane. explain to any listeners that don't know the saying, let the cat out of the bag, that is a saying as well. So it's quite funny because someone let the cat out of the bag, literally in the cabin. So and letting the cat out of the bag means to what, gentlemen? What does it mean when you let the cat out of the bag? Secret. Someone's that's right, secret yeah, is out. Secret, yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. I thought, I'm not <laughs> going to no, You're thinking of the... <laughs> Other one. So you thought you quiz the autistic coming out of the people. closet? No, I wasn't thinking of that. <laughs> right, okay, well, I, I don't know, but you know. No, I wasn't. Since that, Andrew like... was not clear on the meaning of that, you know, <laughs> that, that um, what do you call it? Coming out of the closet. Saying that, then you know, he just decided to quiz the autistic people on the meaning of Little you know sayings, non-literal idioms and sayings. Yeah, yeah. idioms. Yes. That's the one. Anyway. So this is quite a long story. Yes, Strap yourselves so in. This, this is one boring. is from Paul, or Mary's Paul. So I believe we're back to back to me. I think. Yeah. So this is Mary's Paul. Hi to Paul out there. Hello, Paul. Hope you're listening. Uh, I know they do listen, so that's great. When living or while living in Uganda, Mary and I. This is written from Paul's perspective. Mary and I were given a week's holiday. I had been given a book to read about a trip from Kenya, Mombasa, to Zanzibar. It said it was the romantic trip of a lifetime with waves gently lapping at the side of the boat from the blue-green Indian Ocean. That does sound nice, doesn't it? I'm assuming this story is not going to carry on so nice. When we got to Mombasa, we had to sign for our tickets, agreeing that we would <laughs> that we would not hold the Kenyan government responsible if the boat sank and we were eaten by sharks. <laughs> Sorry, I'll say that again without laughing. So they were signing an agreement that they didn't want, wouldn't hold the Kenyan government responsible if the boat sank and they were eaten by sharks. First reaction to that, anybody? <laughs> Would you get on that boat? Bum bum. Yeah. I might express mild concern. I like that. I like a little bit. Mary was persuaded by me that this was not likely, but when she saw the wooden boat that had been built from wood in 1948 in the Isle of Wight. 
she was ever even less impressed or even more unimpressed. When we eventually sailed out, the moon was great, but after an hour we turned around and sailed back as there were too many sandbanks, so it was unsafe. <laughs> Let's get started. Off we go on this lovely trip. Oh no, back we go. Elf and safety. Yeah. So they left again the following morning. There were no cabins, just a deck, and the next problem came when Mary wanted to go to the toilet. There was a door at the back which had a sign on it saying toilet, but when Mary opened the door, there was not a room, but instead just a toilet seat hanging over the back of the boat. <laughs> you had to hang on. You had to hang on while going so. Oh, well, while going. Sorry. Oh, well, okay. Maybe too much detail there. You had to hold on while you were going so as not to fall off the back. Imagine if you opened the door and that's what you saw. Like, oh, it's a nice little just toilet. I had, a shout, no, no. I had a shout for help, went in, and there's someone just off the back of the boat <laughs> in a toilet related oh, accident. Yeah, toilet related accidents. I love it. Uh, when we anchored the next night, the weather turned and we ended up for five hours swaying up and down so badly that one minute we were looking down at the sea and the next we were looking at the moon. Everyone felt sick. The next day we did see dolphins jumping, but we said it was a disastrous holiday. And he puts at the end, Mary books all our holidays from now on. I wonder why that is. <laughs> That's a great story, isn't it? Oh, God. What would you, how would you be if you got, got onto his boat and then you went out the the, the toilet and all it was was the back of the boat and a seat hung over the edge be lovely wouldn't it wouldn't be I wouldn't be enthused I wouldn't <laughs> be pleased <laughs> I like that reaction I wouldn't be very enthused I'd hold I'd hold what all night for five hours just would hold it in I'm not going off the back of the boat I mean having been on a few boats I have like gone to the toilet in buckets and stuff it has happened. It's not very nice. Needs must, I suppose. Yeah. What's quite disturbing when you're out sailing on the river is when you go past another boat and there's some bloke off that just just going off this wheel off the back of the boat. He just sort of goes sailing past. All right, mate. Like, oh God. All right. Don't need to see Avert that. Avert your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, good story. I like that one. Uh, we'll go to Ash then to read a story from Maggie from Adam's mum, Maggie. Okay. So Maggie says. When the boys were 10 and 12, they went to France and planned to drive down through France, stay in... I don't know, because Andrew's not written it down. Very well. <laughs> it says, they went to France, planned to drive down through France, stay in a gate and a nice hotel to come back from Santander. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, to stay in a gite. It should say gite, it's my phone's spell checker. Uh, a jeet, like a little cottage, basically. Okay. <laughs> so start this one. So what the next one we got, Ash, is from Maggie. And I just want to put, point out a spelling mistake. Where it says gate, it means jeet. Okay. So Maggie says, Adam's mum, when the boys were 10 and 12, they went to France, planned to drive down through France and stay in a jeet, which I've been informed is like a small French cottage. It is. And a nice hotel <laughs> to come back from Santander. Very, no. <laughs> yeah, to come back from Santander. That's right, yeah. Maggie, Adam, Mum. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Maggie, Adam's mum. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, take seventy-two. Uh, and take seventy-two. Action. So. Oh dear. Do you want me to do this one? No. Okay. 
So Adam's mum, Maggie, says, when the boys were 10 and 12, they went to France and planned to drive down through France, stay in a gite, which is a small French cottage, as I've been informed, and a nice hotel to come back from Santander. The ferry in Spain was broken down, so they had to come back through France and hoped the hotel was going to be nice. It wasn't, however. It was quite horrible, dirty, etc. Went to see someone about it. Fran and Maggie walking around the hotel grounds seemed strange, and they both slowed down and stopped chatting. Everyone was sat quietly doing nothing, and all felt very serious. Above the reception, a sign said, Andrew? Hotel du Silence. And they had the two boys who would and would who would have wanted to have fun. Um, so hard to have so much fun being silent. Yeah. So they spent the whole time out of the hotel, avoiding the out-of-date yogurts, etc. <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> lovely. Even the baby in the hotel was very silent and didn't cry. Amazing. Uh-huh. So they went to a hotel with two young lads who would want to have jumped in the pool and been all noisy, and only to have arrived at Hotel de Silence, which. Uh, which I think translation translates, translates as Hotel of Silence. Silent Hotel. Yeah, I mean, that's fairly obvious, but just in case anyone out there speaks absolutely no French. That'd be quite a spooky place to stay, I would imagine. Well, it must have been spooky to sort of walk through, yeah, no one's making I mean. much noise, and then there's a baby also not making any noise. <laughs> could you, like, you, horror movie style. Yeah, could you, you imagine, like, you know, being in bed or something, you just hear, like. Or something like that, like, you know, like, the yeah. car door. Any noise. Yeah, any, any noise. noise, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it does sound like it would be... I wonder if the be... showers and the toilets make noise, like when you use them. Or are they something as well, like when you flush the toilet, like you use the shower or... But we... I think it would be quite a good place to stay. It would be an interesting place to stay. It would, it would. If you knew that that's what it was. It would, if you went there on purpose. Right, we'll pause there because we've got to finish up and we've still got Matt, me and you to do, so we can do that next time. Okay, so we're on to the last three of the challenge now. We've got Matt's, yours to do, got Ash's and mine. We'll go in the order of Matt first, then me, then Ash to finish. So Matt, what is your weird slash funny holiday story? Okay, so uh, mine is actually, again, the same with a few of the other entries about mine was actually a getaway holiday again yeah um so it was time when me and my family we went up to cardiff and really cardiff in wales yeah cardiff in wales yeah and really nice place nothing wrong with it yeah and uh, we did um, you know we did all the tourist stuff and you know went to cardiff castle and etc etc and uh, we went to the stadium uh, that they have up there that they use for like football and rugby. Yeah, what's that? Is that? It was called the Millennium Stadium. I assume it still is. Yeah, I'm not. It's probably going to be like the Betfred, Checker Trade, like Vanarama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably got all those now. Yeah. Okay, but, um, cool. But yeah, so um, so we did a day tour around there and it was very nice. Again, we got to see like inside and the changing rooms and nice. all the you know all the stuff around the stadium we got to they actually had one of the trophies there i'm not sure what one it was um but yeah that's football me definitely trophy anyway going around this stadium we get to the end of the, of the tour so the tour guide there uh, obviously welsh tour guy um i can't do welsh accent but 
he basically turned around at the end of the tour and said, oh, thank you very much, and everything like that. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's great. And he said the exits, you know, wherever the exit was. And then the store guy just left. So me and, or us and the rest of the group went towards the exit. Um, long story short, we couldn't get out. Oh, right. Oh, no. So he said, there's the exit and you couldn't get out? Yeah, we went to the exit and it was all shuttered and locked up and like literally the whole lot was locked hmm. um so obviously the common thing that we tried to do was find the tour guide yeah good start could not find him <laughs> could just, not find him at it. all um because we were worried if we started walking around this random stadium obviously so we thought well best day together we tried to actually film the stadium number or reception no one on reception nothing right. like that so this tour guide had just absolutely gone. So like, someone have a scary movie? Like disappeared. I was going to say, you <laughs> didn't do the horror movie thing. So we're, we're still up. walking around. Yeah. We managed to get outside of the stadium. So that's progress. So oh, we managed yeah, yeah. to get get from the inside to the outside. Problem is we're still on the wrong side. So we're still in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's around. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're walking around this, that and the other and we come across this gate. Okay. And on the other side of the gate was the exit, and we were like, oh, yes. Made it. Fantastic. And the exit was open there, and we just had to get through this gate. Okay. Tried pushing it, tried pulling it, everything like that. Gate would not move. Gate would not move at all. Okay. So the only option we come to is out of everyone there, my youngest brother, he was like really short at time, so we thought, ah, there's a gap between the bottom of the gate <laughs> and the floor Fuck itself. Yeah. So we thought, Ah, right, okay, we're going Post to... the younger brother through. Yeah, so we're going to put William through this gap to the other side. Okay. So he can get on the other side and open the gate from the other side. So that didn't work. About halfway through getting him through, he got stuck. So <laughs> after <laughs> looking for someone to find, my dad came along and he said, Oh, I'm done with this. And with all his force, pushed this gate open. With Will still under the gate at the same time. <laughs> so Will stuck under the gate. So Will stuck under the gate. My dad <laughs> full on pushed it open. All of a sudden, all we hear is this is ping. Oh God. Yeah, and the gate like swung open. Yeah. Bearing in mind Will still under it, swung open. So Will's under the gate. All these people start running out. <laughs> Don't even care about Will. Like that, I helped Will up like that. So we get out, get to the exit. And then obviously we eventually got out. But yeah. once we got back to where it was we were saying like the hotel or something we just yeah we turned around and said like what on earth yeah what was that all about yeah what was that left all about left behind you think it's almost it is like someone out of a horror movie Ash I think get left in an empty stadium no one's answering the phone no one's around then you start hearing ree ree or scary music comes <laughs> but, um, on um, do you but do yeah I, I don't know because when we went to Cardiff Castle the, the thing with that was because we explored around there as well um, it was like a whole summer thing we did up in Cardiff. Yeah. Very nice. And, well, I'll say a whole summer. It was like, you know, a couple nights stay. But yeah, we did loads of things. And Cardiff Castle was, um, it wasn't as bad as that, but it, it was all right. Yeah. But it was still a bit like, oh, well, you kind of went on your own type thing. Yeah, left to just have a look around. Like, yeah. So, you know, so you better know where your entrances and exits are at all times. Oh, like, dear. Like, yeah, don't get trapped in a... So if you go to Cardiff, anyone, don't get trapped in the Millennium Stadium, that's it. I have to say, though, I I couldn't really follow the 
the plot of that, I couldn't follow the story because I wasn't fully immersed as soon as the tour guide spoke and it wasn't in a Welsh accent. Oh. Um, just, I really needed that Welsh accent, Matt. I, to... I, Do not. you think any of us should attempt? <laughs> the only thing... I'm not going to The only the thing accent. that I ever... My granddad used to say to me in a bad Welsh accent was... I've got... He used to say, I've got two rabbits in this bag. Oh, no, sorry. If you can guess how many rabbits I've got in this bag... You can have the both of them, and he did it in a in a, and he did it in a terrible. And then the other one is, I woke up in the morning and there was my bike gone, um, which is again not in a Welsh accent. I can't do it. Well, anyway, let's move on before we offend things anyone. the Welsh say every day. Let's move on to my one quickly then, which is basically I, I couldn't decide again as always couldn't decide which one to go with. But I've just literally sat here now because we are about to have Eurovision this weekend. I thought I'd tell the as story of, of... As of time of recording, we should add. Yes, as of time of recording, the Eurovision Song Contest final is tomorrow. We... If you're listening in the future, then uh, congratulations, France. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that would be great. We, we're going to talk about now. Hi there, everyone. Just another quick fact check. Actually, it was Italy that won the Eurovision Song Contest this year with a band called Manskin. So I hope you enjoyed the Eurovision Song Contest. If you didn't see it, then you now know finally that Italy were the winners. Woohoo! Go Italy! Yeah. Um, Who's even in the final? Well, we might talk about that in a minute. Let's go on to finish this challenge, otherwise we're going to have too much out of the off the tangent. So we went on a trip to Eurovision in 2015. We went all the way through to Austria in the car we hired a car and a couple of our friends came with us and the first night we were running late for the campsite we were supposed to get to like two or three hours late and we thought in the end we just thought forget it so we went to the first little village we could find and in france they have these sort of municipal campsites where basically you can just turn up you don't have to book and you can anyway we thought we were going to one of those we drove into this campsite that, no word of a lie, talking about horror movies, look like something from a horror movie. If you think of like Jason yeah. Voorhees, it was like that <laughs> camp death and blood really? or something. It's terrifying. So we went into this campsite, no one around. Uh, there was one other set of campers, and we were like, okay. And it said on the it said on the door, like you know, camp, and then come and see us in the morning. The office is open from this time. In French, we had to work out what it said, and so we parked up and we set our tent up and then we did the toilet block we saw and basically was all overgrown <laughs> and uh, our friend Amy went into the toilet block and said just basically don't go in there well at least it's and not so, hanging off the end of a boat well that's true <laughs> it was better than that that's a very good point um, but anyway our friend Amy basically said from now on she's just going to go in the field she's not going to bother going into the toilet because it was horrible and um there was no one around the whole night except this, like I said, this one other couple who just sat and stared at us. They didn't do anything. They didn't say hello. They didn't smile away. They just sat and stared at us the whole time. So not like it a horror movie at all? Not like a horror movie at all. When we looked down to where the swimming pool was at the bottom of the hill, it was all, again, full of rubbish, all overgrown. We were like, and we sort of said, should we stay here? Does this feel safe or open or anything? We are like, well, there's another set of campers here. So all the stuff you don't do in a horror yeah, movie, just, we were doing. Just full on staring at you. Yeah, in the middle it, of the it night. Been, it would have been nice if they at least tried to make community. Yeah. Well, was it like one of them like blank stares? Like Yeah, yeah just they're just watching us do everything, watching us set up watching us there in the middle of the night there was howling and then there was snuffling around we think a hedgehog snuffling around the tent but my wife was terrified anyway this went on and we, anyway, we got up in the morning and we were awake by five so we got up 
packed everything up and left really quick. So the office, nothing was open. We never paid. We just drove off because we were so terrified. We're like, we're never ever going there again. But it was terrifying. We all were soaking wet, totally terrified. None of us slept properly. We should go back there. I can't even remember. I do. I think I remember vaguely what the name was, but I won't try and pronounce it. They're still there, sat there watching. Yeah. No, it was it was funny. It was funny now. You look back on it, but at the time we're sort of lying there going, we really shouldn't stay here. This is not a good thing to do. This is horror movie, you know, bad idea kind of thing. But if the anyway. um, if the French campsite authorities want to get in contact with Andrew, he can be reached on his email address. At <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but technically you'd have to can say be that in French. like back payment. <laughs> yeah, I could get. Yeah, if you want to come and make me pay for the one night, or we didn't really you know, have making me night. pay for the. I think one we night. got there. One o'clock in the morning, you know, it was really ridiculous. Um, no, it wasn't that late. We were there by about half ten, I think. So, did you actually make it to the Eurovision? We did. Well, we didn't get into the. We didn't get to go into the actual stadium because there were no tickets. The tickets for Eurovision sold out within minutes of the, them being available. We tried. We had five or six of us all on at the same time trying to get them, and none of us got them. We so, had one where option. did you? Where did you watch it from then? Uh, well, we we ended up in the in the centre of Vienna in Austria's capital, and there was a big, the massive, great screen up. There was like six or seven big screens, and we were outside with like twenty thousand people watching it. It was amazing. Well, they won the people in it. Yeah, well, Austria won it the year before. Yeah. Um, with Conchita Verst, Rise Like a Phoenix, and then we went twenty fifteen, and that was the year that we lost. Well, we never win. We haven't won for since nineteen ninety seven. Austria won the year before, and then the year that we were there, Sweden won with uh, Man Mons Zelmalov. Yeah, we are the heroes of our time. Whoa, that one. You'd know it if you saw it. <laughs> anyway, let's um, go on to Matt. Uh, sorry, Ash. Let's go into your story for the challenge. My story, um, I think, is a good story, and it's a story that I'm looking for on my phone and just generally speaking to. Um, <laughs> Just kind of fill the slot while I look for it on my phone and not be able to send it back to, to you? find it. Where did I put it? <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, just speaking, really. Um, <laughs> right, I've got it. Okay, uh, so yeah, if we want to go on to your story for the challenge now. Okay, so my story is is a bit of a weird one. Um, it's about you know I was quite young at the time, so. When I was young, I had a group of friends, and everyone in the group was very different from each other, but unique in their own way. So you had a kind of optimistic leader, sporty older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The introverted technology enthusiast, the cheeky smart mouth, the overweight comedy relief, and the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good setup. One day, we were all in the optimistic leader's basement, um, his name doesn't matter, and he found an old magazine from the 80s. What else could be inside except for an advert for a pirate game? Nice. The advert had a treasure map on it, leading to the treasure of the pirate Big Bone Richard. (laughs) Big Bone Richard? I'm guessing you decided to follow this treasure. I can see that being (laughs) coming now. Well, everyone wanted to set off right away, but since I was the sporty older brother of the group, I tried to talk sense into everyone, but we we set off shortly after. (laughs) Uh, We found our way to an abandoned blockbuster store on a beach, because that was where the map took us. 
Uh, we were looking around when we found some people making a fan game based on a Nintendo game from the 80s. Since they were all lawless criminals, they chased us into a tunnel underneath the blockbuster, which thankfully was where the plot, I mean map, said we should go anyway. We realised shortly after that the overweight comedy relief, and his name doesn't matter either, had been captured, but for some reason we didn't seem to mind too much. Um, after going through the tunnels for a while, avoiding booby traps, the rest of us managed to get to a cave where, to our disbelief, Big Bone Richard's longboat, the Innuendo, was shipwrecked. <laughs> Soon after, we realised that the cave was full of copies of E.T. the Extraterrestrial for the Atari 2600. Wow, old school. Yeah, and we were debating going home because of the disappointment when the people from Blockbuster caught up with us. And they were actually going to make us play one of the copies of E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which, as we all know, is a fate worse than death. But what should happen then but the overweight comedy relief, whose name still doesn't matter, showed up again someone who looked really scary, but we quickly ignored this fact. In a strange turn of events that made it clear the people from Blockbuster were bad people and that we were the good guys, a fire started in the cave. The scary person saved everyone and we all ended up on the beach where the, pe where the police arrested the people from Blockbuster. We made the scary person an honorary Mooney. Because nice. that was what we called our group of friends, the, oh, Moonies. the Moonies. The Moonies, yeah. Sounds, sounds familiar. So crazy weekend that was. <laughs> crazy weekend. Uh, sounds very familiar that story. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will now what take any questions. Story there, Matt? <laughs> I'm lost. You're lost, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so lost. It sounds, it sounds very, it sounds very familiar. I'm sure there's a film I've watched yeah. that's basically that same story. Me and the Moonies just. Yeah, the Moonies. Gone on a pirate treasure map. Yeah. Chasing, tracing Big Bone Richard's treasure. Oh, guys. Okay, I'm even more lost. <laughs> even worse. Have you, have you, should we let him into the? I it? mean, if he hasn't got it by now. No. Have you not seen the film The Goonies? No. Oh, I've not oh, seen well. Goonies. Oh. Ash has basically done a, a mild Yeah, and by the sound of it, I'm not missing out on much. <laughs> oh, no, it's a brilliant film. He would love it. I mean, it was better than Me and the Moonies. I mean, no. the actual yeah. film's much your, better. Your film's <laughs> not as good. Anyway. Well, I, got, I got to as far as guessing that they follow the treasure map, and then after that, I was just like, okay, where is this even going now? <laughs> to an okay. abandoned blockbuster, obviously. So that's to, it, that's it, to the abandoned blockbuster. To find loads of old well, I'm games afraid, Ash, for a based console. Based on the fact there are some similarities in your story, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's as real as you suggest it is. Uh, oh, this, not honestly, this really happened, me and the Moonies. I mean, I can't remember any of their names, but it really happened. It really happened. Oh, I don't, I don't think you can win with that. Oh, dear. Well, lovely stories. Good stories. Nice one, Ash. You'll have to watch The Goonies, Matt. You will enjoy it. It's good fun. No. So let's... I can't guarantee that, but you, you can should. guarantee it. Well, I think it's a good film. It is One a good of my film. growing up ones. So let's just recap, then, the stories we've had so we can come up with a shortlist. We've had Teresa, 1976 Heatwave Chickenpox Holiday. Charlie, where two men turn up in her room because uh, they were given the wrong room and drunk all the sisters' Prosecco. JW's mum, who took him on a holiday uh, to see trains and trams, even though she hated it. My mum, who fell in a canal thinking it was uh, mistakenly a car park with pink gravel. Uh, Kevin, who lost his passport, nearly got stuck in immigration for the weekend. John H., who was on a flight and literally someone let a cat out of a bag. Uh, Mary's Paul and Mary who went on a holiday to Uganda and um, found themselves on a scary boat and sitting with their bum hanging over the back for the toilet. 
Maggie, who went to the hotel to see Lance with two noisy teenagers. And then we've got Matt's Cardiff holiday, Andrew's holiday to Eurovision, and then Ash's story that's a retelling of another thing. So, Matt, can you pick your oh, finalist? There's, uh, there's some good ones, but I'm going to go with the two guys in the hotel room. The so you're going with Charlie's Mexico holiday where two guys turn up. Okay, that's Charlie. Ash? 100% John H being on a flight and someone let a cat out the back. Absolutely. That's 100%. brilliant. Um, yeah, I kind of want... I know... I sort of want to pick my mum because I was there and it was hilarious. Bias. Bias. But yeah, yeah. it's a bit biased. So, so, I, 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 so I don't pick my mum and everything else. I think I've got to pick Mary and Paul's... Uh, boat story because that is hilarious the idea of that so the shortlist is Charlie's Mexico holiday where two guys turned up in her room unexpectedly after the hotel let them in we've got uh, John H's flight story where they let a cat out of the bag and we've got uh, Mary and Paul's Uganda boat trip with the toilet which was just a seat hanging over the back of the boat love it very happy romantic holiday they had Austin, do you want to put any in? Yeah. Well, any last words? Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to say? This is about, but I agree any with words? The you agree with the second one? Good. I'm glad of that. Thanks, Austin. Any words? Okay, so that is our shortlist. We will um, put that shortlist to. <laughs> God. We will put that shortlist to a person on the farm who can choose a winner. Well, it was Sandra last. Sandra last time, Mary the time before. So should we ask Teresa this time to choose the winner? I think. Any last you got word? Anything else that's rustly? <laughs> all these rustly things. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Anyway, um, any last words? No, I've got no last words. I think. Uh, no, oh, not so. any last words. Any last word? Singular. Oh, any last word? Word. Word. Uh, Okay, so that will uh, be the end of the challenge section. Entries, we've got the shortlist. We now just need a result. From Teresa. From Teresa, and we will send them to her and ask her to choose. Okay, say bye, Ash. Boo. Say bye, Matt. Cheerio. Right, bye, everyone. See you on another challenge soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And this is the moment you've all been waiting for. The reveal of who had the funniest story, according to the shortlist, according to Teresa. So if you don't like the result, it's Teresa that you have to speak to about it. But the winner is, of course, with the funniest holiday story, hanging her bum over the back of her boat. It's Mary, well, Mary and Paul and their honeymoon story on the boat on the river. So Mary will get a little bit of recognition for this. We're not sure what the prize is. We'll find her something nice um, or something topical, of course. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we hope you enjoy many more of them to come. So thanks for listening. And as Jake says, cheers, buddy. Have a good day and stuff. Oh, and this one's coming out near Christmas. So happy Christmas, everyone. Whoop, whoop.